Are lunges a good exercise? Cables versus free weights and rest in between sets today on Body Performance. I'm Steve Carano. Welcome to Body Performance, the podcast designed to help you reach your weight loss, fitness, and bodybuilding goals. Welcome to the coronavirus. I feel your pain. This sucks monkey balls. These are the times that I wish I'd never started lifting. I always said, if you're a runner, you can throw your shoes in your suitcase and you can train anywhere. But if you're a serious weightlifter, you need a gym. And if you can't have access to a gym, it sucks. So everybody who's listening, we're all in the same boat and I can't wait for this shit to be over with. You're either going to be 20 pounds overweight when you go back to the gym or 20 pounds lighter and weaker. It sucks. Trust me. Now, the big question is, is how do you exercise during times like these? I kind of always made fun of the guys who had a gym in their garage because if you're lifting really heavy in the gym, what are you going to have in your garage that's going to equate to what's available in the gym? Who's going to have 100-pound dumbbells in their garage? Who's going to have a leg press where they can stack on 1,000 pounds? Who's going to have a squat rack where they've got 500 pounds? If you're a big dude and you are lifting big weight, it is a challenge. Excuse me, I need a pull-down machine with a 300-pound stack. Do you have one of those? Excuse me, dicks, I'd like to talk to you about the 150-pound dumbbells. Could you have those delivered by Tuesday? And people are asking me, Steve, are you going to get some equipment? I'm like, what am I going to do? You know, where are you going to put it? I don't have a garage right now. I'm leasing a condominium. So it is a challenge. It is huge. And now I watch in envy of people who have gyms in their garage. I'm like, oh my God, look at that. That guy's got dumbbells. Uh, oh, he's, he's got a squat rack. Where, where does he live? So, hey, the shoe's on the other foot now. These guys get to lift. It might not be as good as they're doing in the gym, but at least they're lifting and they can hopefully weather the storm. Whereas guys like me and other people listening, what do we do? I mean, body weight exercises? Again, if you're the average guy or the average woman, Bodyweight exercises are okay, push-ups, sit-ups, pull-ups, but if you're a man or a woman and you're used to hammering it out of the gym five days a week and you're used to squatting 405 for reps or you're doing 20 plates on the leg press or you're curling 80-pound dumbbells, what do you do? There's not much you can do. There really isn't. I mean, it, it kind of sucks. This goes back to what I was saying in a previous podcast where if you're lifting light and you're not trying to bulk up, especially if you're a woman, you're able to transition from the gym to your garage and train there. Jessica's doing the exact same thing. If you look at her on Instagram, she's got enough equipment in her garage where she's able to squat, deadlift, train her arms, train her back, train her shoulders, and she still looks good. So when she goes back to the gym, she will not have lost as much strength and size as the rest of us. But it is really difficult. There's not a whole hell of a lot you can do if you're a, a very strong guy or a strong woman and you're used to training really heavy. Pull-ups, chin-ups, push-ups, some sprints. That Those are always anaerobic. Believe it or not, sprints will help your quads grow, but it ain't like squatting. It ain't like leg pressing. This really is a downtime for everybody. Trust me, we're all feeling the pain. And to be honest, I'm not a very creative guy with home exercises because I never had to do them. Always had access to a gym. And as a matter of fact, if you're a strong person, what are home exercises going to do? When people would say, do you go on vacation and exercise? I go, no. Where am I going to find all this weight in the Bahamas? 
it's kind of a challenge. So if I'm racking my brain, let me think about push-ups, close grip push-ups, diamond push-ups. You can elevate your feet and do sort of an incline push-up. A little tip on push-ups, if you can't do a push-up, a lot of people do them from their knees. But if you spread your legs out, essentially what happens is it dissipates or spreads the weight over four points instead of three, meaning when your feet are together. So when you spread your legs out, if you're a man or a woman and you're getting tired, spread your legs out. That'll bring less of the weight to your chest and more of the weight towards your feet because now it's, again, placed on three or excuse me, four points of contact instead of three. So that'll transition some of the weight down to your legs. And again, you'll be able to bang out a couple extra sets. <sighs> Let me think here. Biceps, man, unless you're, you know, got some weights, what are you going to do? Curl your wife, grab the sofa. It's kind of hard. If you have a tree or a gym, uh, a jungle gym in the neighborhood, I was doing that last week. I was doing, you know, trying to do pull-ups on a, a local jungle gym, just trying to maintain some type of strength and size in my arms and biceps and forearms. The only thing I can suggest is try to do some cardio, not just to maintain your cardiovascular ability, but also to burn some additional calories since you're not as active. Try to do some type of home exercises just to keep your activity level up and then just stay indoors and try to stay away from everybody so we can have this damn thing finish, get over with, so we can all get back to a normal lifestyle. That being said, our lunge is a good exercise for guys, especially if they're interested in building some mass. And the answer is they're not really. Because remember, you got to use a lot of weight if you want to get big muscles. And this is because based on the stress you place the muscle under, that'll determine the size of the muscle. If you're doing lunges, those really aren't hard. I mean, they feel hard and you're sore the next day, but you're not lifting a lot of weight. And because you're not lifting a lot of weight, that's not going to create a lot of muscle hypertrophy or muscle growth. I see guys in the gym doing that and I'm going, what are you doing? You got leg presses there. Use that. You got a hack machine. Use that. If you can't squat free weights, squat with a, a Smith machine. But guys insist on doing lunges and you know what? They got skinny legs. Because nobody wants to be underneath a leg press with three, four, five, six hundred pounds. That's hard. Grinding out 15 reps when you're out of breath is hard. It's a lot harder than doing lunges. And it's much more effective, even though lunges make you sore. Sometimes guys will do walking lunges. I'm not crazy about that. Because the idea of a lunge is to get the benefits of lunging forward and then pushing yourself off and pushing back. And then lunging forward with the other leg and then coming back. But guys seem to like, and women too, they seem to like walking lunges where you lunge forward and then you pull yourself forward and then lunge with the other leg. Not real crazy about that because it puts a lot of stress on the leg that's forward. You get some shearing force on the knee. So if you have bad knees, lunges is definitely not a good exercise because you get a rubbing or a shearing force uh, on the knee. If you like doing lunges, have at it. But I'm always a fan of stuff that is simple to do safe to do that allows you to train with a decent amount of weight and a decent amount of intensity without losing your balance. So to answer your question, Rick, I'm not a big fan of lunges. They do make you sore the next day, but they're not a good strength or mass building exercise. If you want to do leg extensions and leg curls because you can't do any other exercises, those work. My suggestion with leg extensions is adjust the machine so your foot is directly under your knee. In other words, the exercise does not start with your foot behind your knee 
or less than 90 degrees. That puts a tremendous amount of pressure on the kneecap and the, the attachments, the tendons and ligaments. So adjust the machine so it's either at 90 degrees, in other words, your, your foot is directly underneath your knee or the foot is slightly in front of the knee. That way, you've got some tension on the quads and the joint and the tendons and the ligaments aren't stretched out and then placed under pressure. It's sort of like starting the bench press off your chest versus starting the bench press out of the rack with your arms straight. So it puts too much pressure on it. Same thing with leg curl. If you're going to leg curl, and I've mentioned this before, lower the weight, but don't lower it until your legs are completely straight. Lower it until your legs are about 90 or 95% straight. That way the hamstring isn't stretched out to its max and then has to contract and lift the weight back up. Lessens the chance of injury and you get much better strength. While we're talking about training and limitations and what's better, let's talk about cable versus free weights. Which is better? Well, free weights is better. I hate to tell you. Why is that? Because it's heavier. You don't get any mechanical advantage. Now, don't get me wrong. I would kill for some cables right now. I would absolutely just love to go into somebody's garage and do some standing curls, pull downs, push downs, anything they had just to get some exercise. But when you're in the gym, guys are like, what's better, cable flies or using dumbbells? Dumbbells is better. Uh, what's better, push downs or skull crushers with a curl bar? Skull crushers with a curl bar. The reason is it's because it's free weight, number one. And number two, you don't get the mechanical advantage of pulleys or the leverage of the pulleys and the cable. I see guys who go over to uh, cable crossovers, and some of those will have three and four pulleys. So you got the whole stack on, and they're banging it out like they're lifting a ton of weight. You're like, brother, that's got like five pulleys on it. The idea of that is to be able to en lift an engine block with a little effort. That's how leverage works. Go over to the pull-down machine where it's the cable, it goes up, across, and down, and that's what you push on or pull down. But again, guys like to be heroes in the gym. So if you're talking about what's better, free weights is always better. When you think about what's going to give you the best bang for your buck, the best time in the gym, what should I do? Lift free weights. Now, there are a lot of exercises you can't do with free weights. Leg press. That's not free weights, but it's damn close. Naturally, a lot of back exercises use cables or machines because it's kind of hard if you've got a bad back to do bent over rows with a bar or even one arm rows can put a lot of pressure on the lower back. Seated pull downs, reverse grip pull downs, close grip pull downs, seated cables, uh, T-bar machines. Again, you got to work with what you got. But again, you can also add additional weight to make it heavy. But just as a general rule, when guys go, hey, I'm going to go over there and do cable crossovers, you're like, yeah, that's great. You do your thing. I'm going to lie here on a bench and use the 80 or 100 pound dumbbells and do some flies. How much rest between sets do you need? That's a great question. It depends on how hard you're training and really what you're trying to do. If you're training hard and heavy, you need some rest in between sets. And when I mean rest in between sets, I'm talking about at least three minutes. I'm not talking about I'm getting warmed up and I'm trying to get to my working sets. I'm talking about you just blasted out 315 for eight, and now you're going to go for 365 for two or three. You're going to need some rest. That rest allows your muscles to replenish ATP and, more importantly, creatine phosphate. That's the molecule, that's the energy molecule that's utilized in explosive activities. So when you see some dude in the gym chit-chatting like me, 
it's because I'm resting in between sets. And I love it when people come up and go, oh, you're just working your jaw. I'm like, no, I just leg press 20 plates for 10 reps. You're welcome to jump in there, big mouth. If not, just shut your pie hole and then just chit chat with me. And then I'll sit down and show you what I'm going to do with all this time that I used to recover. And then after I do it for another set of 10, then guess what? I'm going to stand around for another two or three or four minutes until I'm ready to do it again. But now, if you're looking to not get super huge and you're trying to speed your workout up or you're limited on time or you're limited on the amount of weight you have, like you're training in your garage because the gym is closed, yes, speeding up your workout is a great way of making lightweight hard or increasing the intensity of your workout. But in general, when people ask me, gee, if you know, you spend too much time in the gym, is it not good? Well, it depends on what you're doing. You know, the idea is to train and then rest and recover and then train and rest and recover. So do your sets, do it hard, and take what time you need in between sets to recover so you can handle as much weight or more during the next set. Now, don't sit down and order a pizza but you're going to need some time to rest. That's why power lifters take so much time in between sets because these guys are maxing out almost on every rep or every set. And they know that, man, you need some recovery between it because you don't want to be jumping underneath the weight while your heart's still pumping and you're out of breath. It's amazing some of the things that you can learn from power lifters. These guys aren't strong for no reason. They know what they're doing because they're strong guys. They might not know a lot about bodybuilding, but they sure do know a lot about how to train hard and how to train heavy and how to do it safely and effectively. And one more thing before we wrap this show up, I had the opportunity to watch two documentaries on Netflix. The first one was called The Game Changer. I'm sure you've heard of it. It was uh, produced by Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jackie Chan. Basically, the focus of the documentary was, can an athlete eat vegetables and get enough protein to build muscle and enough protein and nutrients to recover. Watch this episode. It's called The Game Changer. There's a part in there where they do a study with three college athletes. Some of you who have seen it will know what I'm talking about. They get them to eat three meat burritos and take some blood work. Then they get them to eat three vegan burritos and they take some blood work. You will be amazed at the results. If you're a guy watch it. If you have a husband or a boyfriend, make him watch it. The second documentary I watched was called Forks Over Knives. Same concept. They talked about how a vegetarian diet, actually more accurately, a vegan diet, but they called it a whole foods diet. How a whole foods diet, which eliminated all types of animal products, how that stopped and actually reversed heart disease, and cancer. Very, very compelling information. So compelling that I'm going to be taking up that type of lifestyle. It is unbelievable. When I'm talking about curing cancer, preventing heart disease, now I'm not here to preach. And again, I was one of those guys who's like, you do your vegan thing, have at it. I'm eating chicken, I'm healthy. No, you're not. Watch those two documentaries, The Game Changer and Forks Over Knives. The second one, Forks Over Knives, is a little more in-depth because, again, it's got a PhD and an MD talking about studies from the 1950s to the present day. But it is unbelievable information. If you are sick, 
If you have an illness, if you've got cancer, if you've got heart disease, or if you just want to prevent these from occurring, watch these two documentaries. You will thank me later. And everything I've talked about for the last 15 years is mentioned or listed in these two documentaries. If you have a question, I'm sure somebody else has the same question. Hit me up on Instagram at Body Performance Help. You can find me on Facebook at Steve Tarano. You can find me on YouTube at Steve Tarano as well. And I think the Body Performance TV channel has also been reactivated, but I'm not really sure since I haven't posted anything for numerous years. But either way, get your questions to me and I'll try to answer them either online or on this podcast. I'm Steve Tarano. This is Body Performance. Body Performance.